Sadia swung her son around onto her back and wrapped a long length of fabric around him, holding him tight. I offered Davo his shovel back, but he shook his head and held up his crankset. You seem pretty handy with that thing, he said, looking down to the lifeless body of the infected man who had tried to climb onto the truck. Then a snarling woman launched herself at Davo from out of the darkness. He grabbed the back of her head and added to her momentum, smashing her face into the edge of the steel tray on the back of the truck. The rest of the frenzied horde was almost upon us as we jumped from the truck and ran down the hill towards the river. Anton was waiting for us on the cement path by the water's edge. He stood with his back to the river, arms stretched out, pointing in both directions. We're completely fucking surrounded, he called out to us. I stole a glance over my shoulder and saw them swarming down the hill towards us like ants. The wall of fog had enveloped the city bridge to our right, and further downstream in the other direction, huge craters and splintered forests of rubble had replaced the buildings that once overlooked the river. The pedestrian bridge that ran across the water to the stadium on the other side had partially collapsed and fallen into the water. Help me try to break this, Anton screamed, wrestling with a length of chain pinned to the cement retaining wall at the edge of the river. It snaked out into the water and looped through a collection of brightly coloured fiberglass paddle boats. The type with two seats and bicycle-like pedals, the tourists slowly bob around in getting sunburnt while they argue over who's steering. You're fucking kidding, right? Davo asked him. Those things are fucking useless. Anton just looked out into the river. A bloated corpse bobbed and rolled a few feet away, the skin on its face peeling back and flesh melting away as the water churned around it. I don't fancy swimming, he replied, pulling the bowie knife out of Tuesday's bag and smashing the point of the blade into the cement around the metal loop, securing the chain. The first wave of infected hit us, Davo hacked at one with his crankset and kicked it into the water. I sliced through the belly of another with the edge of the shovel. Move out of the way, I yelled, and smashed the shovel against the chain as Anton scrambled back. It bounced off, barely making a dent. I heard Davo shouting something behind me, but I frantically kept chopping, trying to break through. Then Sadia pushed past me and fired a shot. The chain slid into the water as she leapt out onto the closest paddle boat. Turning back, she pointed at something behind me. I spun around, shovel raised, expecting to have to defend myself. There was nothing there. The swarm of infected had stopped coming for us and were peeling away to our right like a school of fish. I was confused for a moment before Tuesday grabbed me and turned me to look ahead of the crowd, down towards the pedestrian bridge. Davo was running in a zigzag pattern out in front of the horde, holding the remaining LED lantern up over his head while the infected followed his every move. I instantly choked up and felt the strength drop out of my arms. What the fuck was he doing? Anton shoved Tuesday. Come on, he's bought us some time. 
two of them jumped out onto another paddle boat and pulled the chain free of theirs and Sadia's rafts. Sadia raised her hand to me, urging me to jump. I felt completely defeated, deflated, destroyed. But I didn't want Devo's sacrifice to be in vain. So I ran and jumped out across the dark water. The side of my foot barely made it to the slippery fiberglass stern of the paddle boat, and the entire vessel plunged down under my weight. But Sadia grabbed the other end of the shovel and pulled me onto the boat. I turned and watched the light of Devo's lantern moving further into the distance as the paddle boat bobbed in the water and slowly drifted away from the riverbank. After a few moments, the light dipped down and went out. Fuck you, Davo, you fucking asshole, I whispered and sat down, leaning back into the uncomfortable seat as a light rain fell on my face. Fuck you, mate. I could hear faint rumbles of thunder and a strange kind of white noise, like a strong wind or waves crashing from a distance, as I sat there with my eyes closed, barely treading water in the ocean of pain and emotion I was adrift on, when something bumped into the side of our boat and the boy started whimpering. I stood up, startled, and looked around. Anton and Tuesday sat frozen on their boat across from us, looking down at the water's surface around them. What is it? Tuesday whispered. They both had to hold their arms out to steady themselves as something cracked into their hull again. Sadia started humming and rocking slightly to try and settle her son and almost immediately multiple impacts rocked our boat from below. I held my hand up gesturing for her to be quiet. Then something broke the surface of the water to our right. I caught a glimpse of a shiny dark form before it vanished again. Tuesday squealed as their boat was hit with a barrage of impacts. I gripped the handle of Davo's shovel in both hands and stood ready. Whatever it was came at us again, bursting out of the water and flying through the air towards Sadia and her son. I swung the shovel down hard and caught it with the sharp edge in mid-air. A chunk of it landed on my seat and writhed about, moonlight glinting off its slimy skin. Fury gripped me and I began pulverizing the wriggling offcut frantically with the edge of the shovel, beating it again and again until it stopped moving. My arms ached. There were more impacts against the side of our boat, and I struggled to catch my breath as I looked around in a panic, before I heard someone laughing. The sound was so out of place in my mind that I slowed and tried to figure out what was happening. Anton was standing up on his boat as well, something wriggling and jumping in his hands. It took a second for me to realize it was a fish. There were more bumps against our boat as I looked down at the mess in my seat. I could make out the shiny scales and mashed up dorsal fin of a large carp in amongst the lumps of flesh. Another smaller carp leapt out of the water and landed at my feet. It struggled for a moment, flapping about the place before coming to a rest on its side. One unblinking eye staring straight at me as its wide mouth gulped in bellyfuls of unfamiliar air. I could see the black rot eating into its flesh and around its gills as I scooped it up with my shovel and tipped the unfortunate creature back into the water. Sadia reached out and put a hand on my arm. 
Paddle, Mr. Tom, she said. Anton and Tuesday reached the shore ahead of us. I had to use the shovel as an oar because I couldn't sit down in my seat. My arms were weak and the impacts of the fish slamming against us reminded me of the truck ploughing through the bodies of infected on the other side of the river. When we finally hit the opposite riverbank, I reached out and dug the head of the shovel into the mud as an anchor while Sadia and her son climbed out. With my feet back on solid land, I pulled the shovel free and we scrambled up the grassy rise onto the street in front of the south gate entrance to the stadium. Anton and Tuesday were crouched at the foot of a bronze statue, out in front of the ticket office. They beckoned for us to join them. The strange blanket of white noise I could hear from the river was louder here, much louder. A horrifying roar that echoed out from the stadium in waves. There must have been a game on when the impacts hit. I could see part of the roof was collapsed in. The sound of thousands coughing, screaming and dying in unison is beyond accurate description. Holy fuck, I whispered. Those poor people. Anton nodded solemnly. Tuesday gripped his arm. Where is Tyson? She asked. He should be here by now, right? Anton looked concerned. Yes, he should be. Then there was some movement from behind a set of stairs to our left. Someone slowly stepped out of the shadows. Anton jumped up and scuttled towards the figure. Tyson, is that you? He whispered. Bloody hell, man, I was starting to think you'd abandoned us. Then Anton slowed. Something wasn't right. The other man had stopped and was swaying slightly on the spot. Tyson? Anton asked again. The man's face was bloody, and even from where I was sitting, I could see he had tape plastered across his mouth. He was dressed in military fatigues, and the front of his shirt and pants were wet. Then he dropped down to his knees. Standing directly behind him was another soldier. He lifted the muzzle of his rifle up from the back of the kneeling man's head, and aimed it at Anton. Fuck, Tuesday whispered as she crouched down behind the base of the statue. Two more soldiers fanned out from behind the stairs, their rifles trained on Anton. Then I heard footsteps behind us as well. Copyright Jasper St. Auburn West, 2020. All rights reserved.